Good afternoon and hope you had an amazing day that leads into an even more amazing Shabbos. As has become our custom over the past 62 days, on Erev Shabbos, Friday afternoon, we share an idea from the Torah portion of the week that we can hopefully share around our table and then take into our everyday lives. This week's Torah portion is Tetzava and has a truckload of great messages we can focus on, but as always, we'll only choose one for this year. However, allow me to start with a story. A story about a husband and a wife that got into a massive fight, if you could even believe such a thing is possible, and they decided to give each other the silent treatment. It carried on from the moment they walked in the front door after work. Through dinner, there was a thick silence that permeated the kitchen, and then they both went to separate rooms to watch TV for the rest of the night. No one was willing to break the silence. And then they even violated the cardinal rule of don't go to bed angry, as no one would budge to say the first word. But then the husband remembered that he had a really early flight for a big trip next day and had to get up at 4 a.m. And because he was horrible at getting up, in the past his wife would always make sure she woke him up. But how could he ask her? There's no way he would be the first to speak. And then he thought of a plan. While his wife was brushing her teeth, he wrote and left a note on his wife's pillow that said, Please wake me up at 4. I have an important flight to catch. And then went to bed, turned the other way before his wife came out, and pretended like he was asleep. Sure enough, the next morning, he is woken up by his wife at 8.30 p.m. while she's blow-drying her hair after coming out of the shower. Having missed the flight, he loses it and breaks the silence. Raising his voice, he says, Why didn't you wake me up? I left you a note. You should have seen it. I can't believe you ignored me and did that. To which she calmly replied, Honey, I saw your note, and of course, I would never ignore it. I got up at 4 a.m. and left a note on your pillow as well. And as he picked it up, it read, Good morning, honey. It's four o'clock. Get up or you'll miss your flight. Sometimes life is about what is written. Sometimes it's about what is said. And other times it's about what is not written or said. What is silent. In this week's Torah portion, it is pointed out that it is the only Parsha since the birth of Moshe that he is not mentioned at all. Moshe, being the amazing leader that he was, makes an appearance in every single Parsha except this one. And the question, of course, is why? It must be telling us something. Now, if you remember, earlier this week we mentioned Moshe on episode 58 because it was his yurt site, and we spoke about his amazing qualities. At that time, I said he has many amazing qualities we can aspire to emulate. And rather than wait until next year's Yortzeit to share another one of those qualities, I thought it would be appropriate to share another one that is discussed as the key to cracking the code to the question that we just asked. Moshe is described later in the Torah as Anav Mikol Adam, the most humble of all people. Now, humility needs to be unpacked to understand it properly. It does not mean you are nothing. Because if you are nothing, and you say you are nothing... You're not humble. You're just being honest. To be truly humble, you have to understand how great your potential is. You have to be great in order to be humble. So then what is humility? Realizing that you were given that greatness and all those wonderful opportunities that others might not have been given or have. So you should be thankful for the blessings and gifts that others don't have and that you do, and then use them for the benefit of others rather than just take credit for it. As C.S. Lewis once said, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is about thinking of yourself less. So back to our observation. Why is it in this one Parsha of all Parshas he's not mentioned? And how especially odd being the week that falls out immediately after his Yortzite. Aren't we supposed to honor someone on their Yortzite? So I saw a profound answer. And of course, it isn't odd or accidental that his name is not mentioned. We are honoring Moshe. How? By not mentioning him. 
See, Moshe was in it for the cause, not for the glory. He took care of the Jewish nation for the mission, not for the honor. He supported the cause, not for the plaque, but for the people. So how do we honor such a person? We do so by saying, Moshe, we understand you, and therefore know that you really don't want us putting your name in big lights on the building or headlining you at the gala. We're going to honor you by remembering you for what you were, the greatest leader and yet the most humble person the Jewish people have ever seen. That is how he would have wanted it. Sometimes not being mentioned is more powerful than being all over the place. Powerful idea to mull over this weekend. Do we strive to be recognized or do we strive simply to achieve a mission and are simply grateful for being given the privilege to do so? Sometimes we can learn by what's being said and other times the Torah teaches us by staying silent. And on that note, wishing you a wonderful Shabbos and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. <laughs>